Hey, 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 who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary, and this is not our weekly episode, as you would expect, but we are back with the round table, which is going to be awesome. So I'm joined by four of our awesome writing team. I'm going to bring those guys on in a second, but I'm going to jam to the theme tune just for a bit. So joining me on the November roundtable, it's been a while, yes, aware, it's all it's been a while, but it's good to have these guys back. First of all, Maria, how are you doing, darling? Yeah, I'm I'm great, um, Gary. Yeah, fantastic, thank you. Good, good, good. Harry, how are you, sir? Very well, thank you, despite this miserable weather. Um, very well. Yep, welcome to the UK in November. Matt, how are you good, sir? Very well, thank you. Really pleased to be back with you awesome people. Good, good, good. And uh, Mr. Mark, how are you doing, bud? I'm all right. I've just had to chase a dog around my neighbourhood. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. Just shouting Billy around the street like I'm in this Lloyd's in the uh, late 60s, just getting annoyed <laughs> at William Hartnell. Did you, um, did you have a pair of slippers on or did you put your trainers on? Um, I, I threw on a pair of boots. Um, uh, my girlfriend did not, um, and I was up on a, when I found I found him first, and she had to get up on a grassy verge in uh, socks. <laughs> so that wasn't pleasant. Um, yeah. I think I can see why K nine um, is just you know you can't really do grass. It's much easier to just call them back. <laughs> <laughs> just grinds to a halt. It's way easier. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good, good, good. Well, thank you very much, guys, for taking some time out of your evening. I know you, all you guys are busy and whatnot, so thank you very much. This is the November Roundtable. Before we crack on and getting these, um, getting the thoughts from these guys on the power of the Doctor, make sure that you are subscribing and following to this podcast in your preferred podcast app of choice. You can do that via our website. There are links uh, on there to go off to the popular podcast apps, etc., which is Big Blue Box Podcast at UK. Plus, you can listen to free on there. Plus, you can check out all of the articles and reviews from our amazing writing team. So make sure you go and check all those out. And lastly, you can dive into our free Discord server, if you like, and chat to lots of other cool Who fans over there. So Adam and I have already done our review of The Power Doctor. I've got a few thoughts on a couple of bits that I didn't get a chance to talk about in that review. But mainly, I want to hear your guys' your guys' thoughts on this stuff. So it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a big one. We've got roughly an hour, so I want to try. I want to try and get the bigger points in, if possible, and then we'll save some of the um, the smaller deets um, towards the end. So uh, let's pick a theme to kick off with. Then let's go with. Shall we talk about um, the the monsters of of this episode and what you thought about their inclusion and their purpose in this episode? So I'm referring obviously to the Daleks, the Cybermen, and then we'll finish up this bit with the Master course so uh our thoughts on those were kind of um kind of cool they had their cool little moments throughout the episode but we felt like they were a little bit sort of surplus to requirement they were there for namesake um as a as a thing that the master had put together concocted in this grand scheme um but they didn't really have a mind of their own if that makes sense that was our sort of overall feeling so um no order as such just jump in as you feel free so daleks and sidemen what do you guys think don't be shy yeah, i mean 
<laughs> I, I'll, I'll jump in first. I'll be brave. Um, no, I, 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 I enjoyed them being there. I really enjoyed the Cybermasters. Um, I think they're almost like the tattoo design on them. Really cool. Uh, I'm not sure about the headpiece, but thankfully they kind of got rid of that mostly. Um, apart from like what would be, I don't know, maybe like the Cybermaster controller. Um, mm -hmm. But they were really good. I, I enjoyed them a lot, and I thought that they uh, they were good in um, the new unit base. Uh, it provided a bit of a threat, especially when you know they they were taking Kate Stewart down to uh, be converted. Um, no, that, that was her screams were t terrible. Um, but the Daleks didn't really see much point in them. I do agree that they were there just for namesake and they didn't really add much to the story. Although, saying that, one of my favourite, favourite bits in this whole story is when the Rasputin song comes on. And there's a, I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. But just as he goes absolutely bananas, the Cyberman and the Dalek look at each other and you can hear the mechanical yeah. noise and then they're just sort of looking at each other thinking, yeah, we might have, we might have chosen badly here. He might be a bit madder than us. <laughs> but apart from that, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I just enjoyed the whole ride, I should say. Okie dokie. Interesting. Um, Mark, what did you, what did you reckon? Um, I mean, I think I'm going to preface everything uh, about Power of the Doctor with, let's be honest, this is the, like a, the BBC Centenary special. So I think it, it kind of has to have like a certain bunch of elements in it to kind of make it a, a celebration of the BBC, a celebration of it, one of its biggest shows, Doctor Who. Um, so, of course, they're kind of in there. Um, and I think it doesn't feel like they're they're there just to pay lip service i think the the opening sequence on the train is pretty good um i mean it's the cybermen like it's 80s cybermen where they're basically just a robot army rather than kind of the full horror of what the cybermen actually are but then to be honest that's what doctor has done with the cybermen for decades um i thought it was nice to see a shad back but they don't really he doesn't really he's the one i don't think really needs to be there um, mm. because I think Villadiadati and Ascension and Cybermen, he's amazing. Um, but then it's kind of just, he's just the kind of voice of the Cybermen in the way that Davros kind of gets wheeled out after Genesis. And he's rarely as interesting as he is in Genesis um, when, it, when he gets kind of wheeled out again. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they're fine. The, the Daleks were being dalek in a volcano. He's got smashed one up again. In HD, that was nice. <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit, it felt like just a big daft Doctor Who celebration, and that's fine. Yeah, okay. So a bit of a daft carry on. You have to have them in there because it's a celebration, of course. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I read you. Okay, okay. Harry, what are your thoughts on those guys? Well, uh, I'm a simple man. If I have Dalek, Cybermen, and the Master in the same episode, you know, I think it's lit. I love it. Um, and yeah, they were kind of surplus to requirements but you know as mark said it's a big celebratory bash really for the centenary so it was a, it was fitting um i think that the idea of a kind of uh 
rogue Dalek or like Dalek gone good has kind of, you know, been done before and that wasn't really that interesting. Um, but, you know, I love the, I love the sort of, um, I love the side men and the master being in cahoots with each other like they were at the end of, um, uh, of uh, series 12 uh, and all that stuff carrying on. And I just love Sasha down as the master. I think he's fantastic in the role. Uh, and his, his plan was, one of the most hilarious ever um and you know when he was wearing all of those uh costume bits from all the different doctors that was just it was just hilarious i loved it i couldn't tell whether it was dumb or genius uh, i think it was probably a bit of both um and yeah uh, so yeah um i thought all three of them uh were great maybe not the daleks so much but uh, you know I, I i just yeah i like seeing daleks so yeah interesting very cool dumb and genius Interesting. Maria, coming to you, your favourite Doctor from your favourite era. What did you think to those? Uh, I, I think um, I think the Cybermen, I, I actually enjoyed their inclusion in it. Um, I mean, I still don't like the way they look because they are Cybermasters. And when I look at them, I kind of have to laugh because they look like they've got a doily on their heads. But, um, you know, I, I thought um, the Cybermen were actually used pretty well i mean obviously they were there in inside unit um and you had um ashad kind of directing them and that you know they had some they were there basically as an army but i i thought they were quite well used um uh and i i i liked them the daleks i the daleks i was a bit confused actually as to what their purpose was within the story i i kind of felt i know there were lots of classic references back to you know things like the Daleks master plan and, um, you know, and the Dalek invasion of earth and all that kind of stuff. They were, you know, there were classic references in there, but they, they felt a little bit surplus, um, as everyone else has kind of said. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a bit of a mixed bag, but I, I kind of understand it in the, in the sense that it is a centenary special. So I suppose you couldn't have it really without the Daleks, but, uh, they didn't feel like they had a, a purpose within the story, and I think one of the funniest things was um, was when they were all kind of lined up in the summer palace, you know. And the master was obviously, you know, um, uh, he was kind of staging his plan and everything around the doctor. And it was kind of like it was it was quite funny just seeing them kind of standing there because normally you'd be expecting them to be kind of running around killing people exterminating people but they were kind of you know quite passive as well but um but yeah i th- i think i think it was probably right to include both of them if if you're going to go out you know on a special like chris chibnall is you know go out big you know bring them bring them back you know use mm-hmm. them in the story so yeah i i enjoyed it overall cool cool yeah yeah as mark mentioned it's um if it's going to be the centenary then why not throw them in there yep uh what did you guys think to before we get on to the master just very quickly talking of the daleks we had the the rogue dalek the undercover dalek that has essentially gone a complete 180 on what you would expect from from any dalek to do in any situation which is to kind of have a bit of self-awareness of its own kind and to be uh, just miffed off, basically. I can't, I've got no beep button, but miffed off with how its own race is being perceived and how it's going to progress and just doesn't want any part of it. So it's like, I can't, 
I can't watch this happen. So the alternative is to contact our, our, our arch nemesis and get the doctor to take care of it. So what do you guys think to the little rogue Dalek? Cause that was one of the things that I didn't mind. Um, because rarely as this happens, I'm going to say this, I didn't mind at all. Um, Jodie Whittaker's performance when she was dealing with that Dalek, when she first sees it in the TARDIS and she flips out and then she's very untrusting as you would expect and all that stuff. So that was a cool little nugget, which we didn't really see too much throughout the story, but I thought that was, that was cool. Matt, the rogue Dalek. A lot of people said that should have been rusty. I'm not sure on that, but what did you think? Yeah. I mean, Rusty's, sort of timeline was started and finished in the Capaldi era uh, right up into the you know the last episode I think to include him in Jodie's last episode might be just a bit too much I think that's 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 done um, but I mean two Daleks out of billions upon billions upon billions of Daleks that think that uh, the Dalek race is, is supreme. Um, for them to think, those two to think that, you know, maybe that this isn't right anymore. I don't think it's it's overdone. Um, I thought it did hark back to Rusty all the time that it, it was it was going on. Um, but I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it at all. And, and like you said, uh, Gary, I think Jodie's uh, performance when dealing with... Um, the rogue Dalek was really, really good. Um, top class. Uh, cool. Whether that's to do with the writing as mm-hmm. well as her performance. Um, but I think it's, you know, mostly just her performance at this stage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair dues. Uh, Harry, what do you reckon? I mean, yeah, like I say, we've sort of trod that ground before and it, it should have been rusty. It would have been nice. Uh, you know, it would have been nice to have that, extra cameo in that sort of sea of cameos that we got throughout the episode. Um, but um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think that it, it just kind of got lost in everything that was going on. It could have been a really interesting idea, and I think it's always an interesting idea when you get a Dalek that behaves a little bit differently. But, um, yeah, it just kind of got a bit lost in the sort of um, this this bubbling cauldron of ideas <laughs> that Chibnall had to con- contend with. Yeah. Are you suggesting that Chris Chibnall wrote something that wasn't good and did have certain elements that got lost. Is that what you're, you're kind of insinuating? I mean, uh, I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say that it was, uh, I mean, I thought it was, uh, I mean, you mean, you mean the, uh, just the, just the plot point of the road Dalek, right? I'm being extremely sarcastic. Harry. You're being extremely yeah, sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Sometimes that goes over my autistic <laughs> head. I do apologize. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Um, yeah. It's okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when you see Daleks behave differently, it definitely does have a... It, it has something to it, because... Um, yeah, it's... First of all, it's, it's it can be... Unex- this was the reason why it was cool for me, because it was unexpected. Like, it wasn't like you knew roughly what you were going into with a story like Dalek, where you knew that that was going to be um, uh, a bit of a twist on the on the whole thing anyway. But this was really unexpected. You didn't... You didn't at all expect to see that Dalek pop up in the TARDIS and they start to do that stuff. So, yeah. But I read you, dude. Yeah. Uh, Mark, Rogue Dalek. What were your thoughts on that little guy? 
I, I mean, first of all, I think they were pushing their luck with the Adric reference, so you're not getting away with a Rusty <laughs> reference in this, let's be honest. No, who remembers Rusty other than people like us? Uh, but I, I think the idea of a rogue Dalek is a good one, um, but it never seems to be... like it keep, It's kind of come up in Into the Dalek, it comes up in this, but it never actually... It should be its own kind of story. Because in Into the Dalek, it's kind of just the ending, is that because of what the Doctor's done, he kind of creates this Dalek that's aware of itself. In this, it's kind of just an element to get the wheels in motion for the, the Master's plan. It would be good to actually kind of see a kind of Dalek splinter group um, I think it's one of the last few interesting things you could probably do with the Daleks um, yeah, now true. is, is yeah. have that kind of internal conflict of, you know, what actually constitutes a pure Dalek and, you know, all that kind of thing, which you've kind of had with your Imperial Daleks and your, you know, what, I can't remember, rogue Daleks. I think they were referred to renegade Daleks in the 80s. But, um, yeah, it'd be nice to see it done with a bit more of budget and things like that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that would be cool to have an entire story or an arc of a series or something dedicated to that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Okay, same to you, Maria. And then when you're done with the Dalek, um, what your thoughts on on that was. Um, tell us what you thought of the Master being back and Sasha Dewan's performance throughout this one. And because he had a fairly, fairly big old part to play in this one. Um, yeah, so um, with regards to the Dalek, I kind of agree with um, what Mark was saying. I, I think it's a really interesting idea to actually have Daleks that are kind of starting to think for themselves. And because um, I seem to remember in some of the older Dalek stories, um, some of the black and white ones, that you know you had you had these episodes where the the Daleks had quite human qualities in some ways you know they're quite cunning and manipulative and you know and I, I quite like the idea of um you know having a dialect that's kind of starting to think and kind of come out from beyond the the group think so um yeah I, I agree with Mark I, it'd be really interesting to see a maybe an arc with this kind of you know story kind of building a little bit more because obviously one one rogue dialect on its own isn't going to do very much but you know what could happen know. if there was a, a group, um, you know, it, you know, it could be quite, it could be quite an exciting idea to explore, um, you know, and maybe something that was kind you know, that had more, maybe more than one episode, maybe something that was over a series, um, mm. you know, it'd be quite interesting to see it. Cause I, I don't think they've really explored the dialects in that way very much. So, um, and I, qu I quite like the idea of kind of, you know, the dialects fighting amongst themselves. I, I think it's quite a nice concept to explore. Um, yeah. Yeah. So with, with regards yeah. to Sasha, um, I must admit, um, you know, the, the thought of Sasha Dewan being the master sometimes because he's quite manic. Um, I'm not always sure, you know, how I'm going to feel about it. But I actually really enjoyed um, his performance. Uh, I mean, yeah, there are some quite manic elements. And, you know, he does he he does seem to have, you know, really lost his head this time you know with some with his grand plan but um Sasha actually you know he's actually really exciting to watch as the master um you know he and I what I really like about him is the quiet moments um so you know when he's when he's being Rasputin and he's you know and he's in the summer palace hypnotizing the Zarina and 
characters are. Um, you know, it's those quiet moments because sometimes it's just the way that he kind of uses his face and the expressions that he uses. It's a bit, it's it's a bit more menacing than um, you know when he's actually on full throttle with the manic mania and kind of dancing around like a little wimp. You know, um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed his performance. Um, he was he he was he was um, really. He showed so many sides to the master, I think. You know, I, I quite liked the kind of self-pity that he has sometimes about himself and this, the hatred that he has for himself. And um, But, you know, there, then there are those moments where he's just, you know, completely loopy. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I really enjoyed it. And I, I never really think of him as my favourite master. But, um, no, he was, he was actually really exciting to watch. And he dominates the screen when he's on it. I mean, to be fair, you know, he kind of, you can't take your eyes off him a little bit, you know, when he's there. So, um, yeah, he was actually really good. Cool, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I think I get what you mean as well, because um, for the most part, he was very twitchy and jumpy and just this maniacal kind of crazy uh, character. So, yeah, I get that. And those quieter moments, especially after just just after he, he went through the forced regeneration and he was in the doctor's tardis and and that kind of stuff he was very much yeah just contemplating and scheming rather than yeah being crazy so yeah i totally get that nice one uh harry the master yes the master indeed <laughs> um maria you tapped into something very interesting there about the master's um self-loathing and self-hatred and i think that's uh, something which is really interesting about this particular incarnation uh, the fact that he felt uh, less than the doctor because he realized that everything about him uh, was uh, it came from the doctor uh, if you still consider that canon but we won't get into that um i think that um yeah like i say um sasha darwin is absolutely dazzling and um i think that his um and yeah you know the sort of maniacal joker-esque master it's been done before john john sim kind of did that but um i think something about um sasha's approach to it feels uh like there's a lack of control i felt like john sim's uh, approach to the master was very very prepared and very controlled whereas there's something about sasha that's a little bit more unhinged and a little bit more unnerving in that way uh can't put my finger on it and uh, you know we don't know what their approaches were really uh, kind of only they know that that but um from what i can tell that's kind of how i interpret it and yeah i just think he's absolutely magnetic i mean it would be a shame if this is his last appearance and if it is then uh I'll miss him. He was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought about that whether he would, whether this would be it for him. Um, I, I have a feeling it won't be, but we'll see. Yeah, Mark, what do you reckon, Tim? I, I think he's possibly my second favourite master after Delgado, who is, of course, the OG. You know, you can't you can't talk Delgado. <laughs> and I think the thing the thing with Delgado and the thing with with Sasha is that. You know, Delgado is very much the kind of evil version of John Pertwee's Doctor. And John Sim was, was very much the kind of evil version of David Tennant. And that's where that kind of mania comes from, is that, you know, the 10th Doctor is all over the shop as well. You know, and, and, George, and you know, the 13th Doctor is that kind of like freewheeling, you know, one minute she's deadly serious, one minute she's, you know, eating custard creams, all that kind of thing. 
so I think as as her master, I think Sasha Dewan's brilliant because it's the same it's the same dynamic, but on the darker side, it's one minute he's a kind of cold calculating villain. The next minute he his I just love I absolutely <laughs> love that the master's plan is essentially built around a joke involving a Boney M record. I mean, that's brilliant. For the, the guy that, you know, for the guy that loves the clangers, he loves the Teletubbies, he loves Scissor Sisters, you know, mm-hmm. of course he's going to love Boney M. And of course he's going to put a whole plan around defeating the Doctor um, whilst doing a dance number. It's brilliant. It's absolutely demented. Um, so, yeah, I love him. I think, and I really, I, the fact he has a big finished box set makes me feel that we're not going to see him again anytime soon which would be a shame. But then also, actually, I think once David Tennant turns into Shuti Gatwa, I wouldn't be that sad if the show just goes in a completely new direction Mm. and doesn't kind of pull from all the kind of 2005 to 2023 stuff and kind of goes somewhere different, but we'll see. Interesting, yes. Yeah, I I have a feeling that he'll pop up somewhere. There'll There'll be like a special in some decade. And he'll be back as like an old master. So I think so. Um, cool. Okay, Matt, do you like this master or no? Relative to the story, this particular story. Here we go. Muted again. Always muted. He doesn't even realise it. There we go. Sorry. Try again, dude. Here we go. Right, take two. <laughs> we'll just cut there. <laughs> um, so Sasha Dewan's performance, I just... I just think it's delicious it, 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 to see on screen. It, he, like Maria said, he takes hold of every scene and he's so captivating. Um, the amount of different roles that he portrays in this one single episode, it, well, it, it must be at least four or five different personalities. Um, I know people think that sometimes he goes a bit over the top, but I, I disagree. I think if you were in his shoes and as a child get put in front of the untem- untempered schism and you go completely mad, it's bound to do this to you. And I think it was done with Sim, um, like Mark said, very controlled. And it was let out in short bursts, but... Um, uh, as Harry says, it doesn't it, it doesn't feel controlled at all when it comes to um, to one's master. It feels like it, it kind of explodes out of him, um, which I think suits his master down to the ground. Uh, I love how he can go from the quiet sort of contemplating, almost Delgado-ish master to just absolutely wacky and. It, it, really evil um I, I think this is the evil the the most evil that the master has gotten in new who for lack of a better phrase um especially at the end when he knew he'd lost and he just he could not take that the doctor was gonna survive this and his plan had utterly failed he couldn't have it and it, there was no friendship left in those eyes it was pure hate Mm. And he just had to had to do what he did, um, but I, I Sasha's master is by far. Uh, don't take this lightly because I 
I love each of the masters in their own way, but he is my favorite master. And I'll be really, really sad if we don't see him again. Mm. Um, with Big Finish, I think it, well, it's an excellent platform. And uh, with his bursting personalities, it'll work really well. But I'd love to see him on screen again as well. Mm, interesting. I like any adjectives on the, on the subject of the big finish thing. I I just wonder like how it's going to work, other than just doing oh it's Doctor Who but evil, which is kind of what we had at the you know in Power of the Doctor when he gets to be the Doctor, and it's this character assassination thing where he goes right, I'm the Doctor now, and I'm going to just drag the Doctor's name through the mud by doing lots of just solving problems in really terrible ways. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just very interesting as, as to how that will work out. And also, one last thing on the master, I just want to point out: a lot of people kind of talk about John Sim and Michelle Gomez and um, Sasha Deban. Is oh, they're you know they're too crazy, they're too you know over the top. They're too. Has anybody seen Anthony Ainley? <laughs> the guy d- dresses as an Oriental magician for no particular reason, and then like <laughs> dresses up as a scarecrow on the off chance that the doctor might turn up. <laughs> in like yeah. Newcastle in the 1800s come on like they're not nearly as mental as Ainley yeah Ainley was uh, yeah so Delgado is like the OG kind of sinister kind of dark master whereas yeah Ainley's like the OG crazy um, yeah like the, the first inkling that this character might be a little bit unhinged and a bit weird yeah 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 I exactly get that dude Okay, cool. Um, uh, I, I want to kind of finish up with talking about the the Doctor herself and her Jodie's performance a little bit and how it ended up with her regeneration a little bit, a tiny little bit on David Tennant at the end. Before that, though, um, I'd like to talk about some companions, if I may. So we have um, a very quick departure. To um, We say goodbye to Dan <laughs> relatively quickly in this one. And then... We have Yash throughout the whole thing, but then we're also joined by a couple of uh, a couple of familiar faces. So, Maria, um, what were your thoughts on on Dan and Yaz? But then also, did you enjoy having um, Tegan and Ace back? Okay, uh, well, Dan, I I I was a bit disappointed that he left so quickly because they kind of seemed to kind of dispatch him you know, 10 minutes into the story, but I kind of understood why, because, um, you know, you can see from obviously the aims of this story that there's so much packed into it. Um, that, you know, Dan probably wouldn't have had a substantial role within it, you know, and obviously you've got a return of, um, you know, some classic companions as well. So I kind of understood why they did it. Um, I mean, it was probably a good ending for him, you know, rather than kill him off. Um, you know, I, I didn't mind that he left and I'm glad that he's alive. Um, I felt a bit sorry for him because his house obviously still hasn't come back. So he's going to be living with his mum and dad for the foreseeable future. So I uh, felt a bit sorry for him about that. Um, I mean, with regards to Yaz, I mean, you can obviously see there's a strong connection between her and the doctor. And I'm, you know, I'm glad that they didn't kind of um, make too big a deal about their um, their relationship relationship and um but i um, i liked um you know what yaz um you know had to do i, I liked her interactions um, with the master you know when he became the doctor 
um, you know, she was she was quite strong, and you know, there were some funny bits, obviously, with all the post-it notes that she'd kind of collected. I I quite enjoyed the. It, I thought there. I thought when she was with the doctor, I thought she was quite understated between them. So I quite liked that, um, and I thought she was actually. Um, uh, she was actually quite good in this. Um, with the return of classic companions, well, I, what can I say? I was so excited to kind of know that they were coming back. And I feel, obviously, with Chris Chibnall, this is this is probably the era that he probably um, knows the best, I would imagine, um, you know, um, being of the age that he was. Um, so I thought he, he actually wrote um, Tegan and A really well you know I really enjoyed their kind of uh you know I liked Tegan's um grumpiness um uh and I like you know and I liked Ace's character as well I thought they were very true to kind of who they were as characters before so yeah I really enjoyed it I loved I loved that you know Tegan and Ace were working together here we go every time Every every round table, listener, we have at least one person that just drops off. So I think Maria was getting at that she liked she liked Yaz's strength throughout the episode. There were some nice moments with her and the doctor, and she was uber excited to see Tegan and Ace back and she thought that they were written very well. And she'll probably pop back up in a minute, so we'll get her thoughts. But um okay, Matt, companions. Make sure you're not muted. Let us know. I don't think I am. I, I think I'm good. No, um, I I think Dan, it was right for him, I think, to leave. I think it was a right writing decision, a right writing decision um, for him to be, uh, uh, for him to leave uh, so early on um, because there's so many companions in this, so many uh, additional cast that in flux when it was the three of them he felt a little useless at times imagine what he'd be like with all of these other companions that people are dying to have screen time with uh, i really liked dan um but you know at the end of the day he was just too evil for the tardis he just with a with a hole <laughs> he's just gone um he's you know yeah. But I think if the doctor <laughs> kept him around anymore, he would have just pan fried the TARDIS to death. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, um, moving yeah. on from that, I think uh, Yaz, now it was just the doctor and Yaz. Um, she was much better. There, there was so much more dynamic between the two. Um, and she was strong and had had a lot to offer instead of just questions why are you doing that why 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 is this happening um i don't like that doctor tell me and that sort of thing um so i think that was really good with tegan and ace that was just that was magical it was completely magical um they both just slipped completely back into their roles as if no time had passed i i do think though that after reading uh at childhood end childhood's end um I was I was a little bit sad to think that they couldn't have written in a way that they could incorporate that story because they just had to completely wipe it as non-canon. Um, but I think it wouldn't have taken much to 
have had that included. But then, uh, you know, I'm not the head writer, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> now, with Tegan, it was amazing that she was just so sassy and just as she was. It, um, I think I was crying when she, the doctor came and picked her up and she was like, yes, I would like to go into the TARDIS. Hands down, best moment of uh, Tegan in this in this whole um, episode. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, Graham Graham popping up was was uh, really nice. Um, the interactions between him and Ace were really good. Uh, they had a nice chemistry for what little screen time they had. But um, yeah, I think on the whole they were all really good. Good, good, nice. Okay, Harry, over to you. Oh, well, there's just so much to talk about, isn't there, in terms of companions? It's, you know, yeah, it's a right, it's a right plethora. Um, yeah, I mean, regarding Dan, you know, I echo, I echo these guys' thoughts, you know, like, it, it made sense for him to leave early on. Uh, but, yeah, I think it would be nice if he had a bit more of, um, a bit more of a send-off, you know, like, he could have um, reunited with Diane, or we could have, you know, see, seen him kick back, relax, and have some soup, if you know, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I thought that um, Yaz was really good in this. Um, and it, it was a treat to see Tegan and Ace in it and, you know, like see them flourish and have those lovely scenes with their doctors. Um, and um, yeah, seeing Graham was, was fantastic, even though it made no sense that he just randomly turned up in that volcano, uh, I guess. Graham has superpowers now, uh, you know. So I mean, uh, I'm down with that. You know, that's cool. <laughs> that's canon. Uh, and um, and yeah, the the bit at the end with the sort of um, companions anonymous, you know, with um, with uh, with Mel and Joe and um, uh, I think of the actor's name, but it, Ian, Ian, like that was um, you know fab. And I mean, especially seeing you know Ian like after so many you know different iterations of the show you know the fact that he was in the very first episode of doctor who and the very latest episode of doctor who just absolutely blows my mind what <laughs> a legend william russell what a legend yes. um yeah that was that was that was beautiful that was really lovely that was yeah that was very cool and you're right what a legend an absolute legend he's okay. 98 years old isn't he uh, he is 97. 97. Yeah. yeah. Close Phenomenal. enough. I mean, wow. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, uh, I went to a event recently at uh, the Sci-Fi Museum in Allendale. I, I visited again and they did a special event and Sophie Aldred was there um, talking about that day when they filmed that scene and just, you know, talking about how, you know, William Russell, you know, he's he's kind, you know, bless him, he's kind of, you know, he was kind of a bit confused, he wasn't really sure what was going on, uh, but everyone was so lovely to him, and just how, you know, tender and lovely that day was, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing, like, the fact that he came back, you know, like, it's, yeah, what a legend, you know, utmost mm. respect. Indeedy, yes. Okay, before I go to Mark, with your thoughts on the companions, uh, straight after that, um, Mark, because um, Mark might have to leave us because he's a busy, busy guy. He's going to go and do some other podcast recording. But so I want to get your thoughts on this stuff. So after Companions, can you then follow up with what you felt was what was cool around the classic Doctors popping up, and then what you thought to Jodie's performance and into the regeneration with Tennant? So a lot to hit you with, but 
hit us back. So that's a tall order. Well, I mean, I can I can talk about Ace and Tegan in relation to the classic Doctors, so that's fine. Um, in terms of Dan, I, I do feel as if the kind of pre-COVID version of Series 13 would have actually probably dedicated the whole finale to Dan's kind of near-death experience and then his eventual departure. Um, but obviously because of how things have changed and and how they had to kind of shorten the series and then there was like an extra special, it's kind of just like they just kind of saved it for the kind of pre-titles. Um, I did think it was a bit harsh that, um, you know, when the Doctor lets Amy and Rory off, he buys them a house. He gives them a fancy car. Uh, <laughs> he just the doctor just leaves Dan with his tiny house. It's not very nice. Evil. <laughs> it's because he's evil. Well, maybe, maybe yeah, that is, that is, that is maybe it. <laughs> but is it is it any wonder that he's evil, given he's been left with a tiny house? Uh, it's a villain's origin. I'd go evil as well. <laughs> <laughs> no benefits whatsoever. Um, no. So yeah, I mean, I thought that was fine. I mean, I thought Yaz, I thought Yaz was great, and I think actually she was really underserved by her uh, departure because it is just like, look, I'm going to change into somebody else now, and you probably won't fancy me. So I guess I'll just drop you off at the park. Is that all right? Ooh. That's kind of how it plays out, and it's a really weird ending. <laughs> Bit salty, rather than kind yeah. of. Because there was a moment, there's a moment where the doctor gets shot. Well, kind of the master shoots the thing that shoots the doctor, um, and the, the you know Yaz carries her back to the TARDIS. I'm fucking like, this is brilliant. And I, for a second, thought that the doctor was actually just going to be like, wasn't going to regenerate, and they were going to think that the doctor was dead. And then right at the end, like at the end of Carrie, David Tennant would have just like pulled himself out of the grave. Mm -hmm. But no, that's not what we got. But I think it would have been a slightly better ending. Yaz thinking the doctor was dead rather than Yaz just being told, listen, I'm going to be somebody else that you're not going to find attractive. See you later. So that was a bit of a shame. Um, As for the classic companions, I... As I've said on this podcast, I'm not a big fan of the Fifth Doctor era, but I love Janet Fielding. I think she's one of the best things in that era, and she was great in this. Like, I knew Sophie Aldred was going to be brilliant, but Janet Fielding just really surprised me because she's not. she didn't have much of an acting career after Doctor Who. She went into kind of being a, a talent agent. She does a lot of uh, charity work in her local area. She, you know, she doesn't do a lot of telly acting. Uh, so I was a bit like, oh, is this, is, you know, is it still going to work? And it just worked beautifully. I thought she was so great. Um, and actually, as somebody who's not a fan of the Davison era, that scene with her and the kind of older fifth doctor, I, I kind of had a little cry. thought it was beautiful. It's lovely. It's a lovely little moment. Um, and I really liked, you know, the, the seventh doctor and ace as well. I just... I, I thought Chibnall kind of came up with quite a fun way round the kind of the multi-doctor and the kind of doctor and companions meeting again, which is it's a sentient AI that picks up on the doctor that you're most familiar with, but also adjusts it for your advancing years so that the doctor looks kind of how they would have looked. It's like, you know, I think it makes more sense than uh, Stephen Moffat's time dilation or whatever it is. Uh, so that was lovely. And, you know, having Jodie Whittaker kind of share scenes with um, all the other doctors was brilliant. Um, Paul McGann, that was the big... So I kind of gathered that all of them were back. I gathered that Ian Chesterton was back. Um, and it was lovely to see him. And also... You know, the guy was three years old when the BBC started. That's incredible 
that is that <laughs> that's sorry the BBC had been around for three years before William Hart, uh, Russell was born Ma- amazing amazing what better <laughs> tribute is that uh, but the big surprise for me was Paul McGann in you know full full costume refusing to do the robes amazing and looking like he hasn't aged a day as well which is is just incredible um so yeah it was a real it was just a real celebration of of doctor who um which is weird because we've got the 60th anniversary next year and it's the kind of stuff you would expect for us for an anniversary special so i will be very interested to see what russell does um next year but yeah yeah loved it loved it loved it loved it loved it sophie aldred doing a you know, knee slide across the floor to pick up a machine gun. Fantastic. No <laughs> notes. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was the, uh, some of, some of the scenes where you first saw, you first saw Jodie interact with the classic doctors. You thought, okay, this is really nice. It's very, I don't know. There was just something very lovely about how that was. So my hat does go off to, to Chibnall for that stuff. It was written very beautifully, but when you then saw, the, the the Tegan and Ace with their respective doctors that then just the heartstrings were pulled on another level that was just incredible how that was how that was written so yeah now I read you dude um, so Mark might stick around he might need to go but thank you so much for your for your thoughts uh, on that stuff thank you for having me as ever I'll, I'll write something again soon I promise I've got a whole thing planned don't worry he will he will uh, okay right so Let's go to Maria. Now that your laptops is uh, your laptops all juiced up and whatnot, uh, what did you think to yeah. the um, to the uh, Jodie's performance overall throughout the story, and then specifically um, how she interacted with the classic Doctors and then her regeneration at the end? Um, yeah, um, I I really enjoyed um, Jodie's performance. I, you know, I, I think I'm, I may have said it before that I. I I quite like it when she's more serious rather than that kind of goofy kind of um, persona that, um, you know, she had kind of earlier in her era. Um, so, you know, I what I liked was um, obviously there was a lot of jeopardy in this story. I mean, we knew she was going to regenerate. So, you know, there was there, there was probably quite, um, uh, you know, there, there were some lighter moments, obviously. Um, you know, she's she still... She still be quite um, um, funny, I suppose. But I, I, I quite liked her more serious kind of. I like it when she has a more serious persona. So I, I did actually enjoy um, her performance. Um, I'm, I'm quite surprised to say that, really, because you know I've, I've kind of not really enjoyed um, her area very much. But um, what I did like um, was. Um, the regeneration I thought was kind of quite sweet and it was, it wasn't kind of, it wasn't kind of full of angst um, like we get with, you know, some of the regenerations. So, you know, it was, it was quite a nice kind of regeneration in that, you know, obviously she wanted to see the sunrise and, and, you know, and it felt quite a, it felt like she, she wanted, she was kind of happy to kind of, uh, you know, move on. I mean, I know obviously there was that bit with the, um, the interaction with the classic doctors and you know I, I to be honest I went into this special I didn't know who was in it except for Ace and Tegan so you know seeing a lot of all the 
the classic kind of companions and the doctors that was all kind of a surprise to me because I didn't know that was coming up so you know there was you know there was some really nice touches in the script you know I'm you know I'll, I'll put my I'll doff my cap to Chris Chibnall but you know he actually seemed to understand you know what fans what you know what fans want to see in um you know in a story so you know I I enjoyed all I enjoyed seeing the classic doctors and I because I didn't know any of them were coming back um you know I I thought their interactions were quite good I you know I I like the idea of you know, having this point where, you know, there's a point of no return once you regenerate and the idea that, you know, you can pull back from that and come back from that. So I thought that was a really nice idea. Um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the regeneration. You know, as I say, it wasn't full of angst and, you know, there wasn't all this kind of, I don't want to go. And, um, you know, it, it was a, it was a lovely moment and it was, you know, it was really well filmed. I, you know, I enjoyed it. It kind of felt, it, it was probably, it was probably quite true to her character because there is a kind of like childish kind of joy about her. So I suppose it was quite true to who, who she is as a doctor. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, and it's lovely to see David Tennant back. I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know he was gonna, you know, he was coming back in that way. So, you know, I, I was kind of like everyone else probably thinking, what? <laughs> what? So, you know, it was exciting. It's exciting. You know, um, very, ha very happy to kind of see that at the end. Cool. Cool. Good stuff. Okay. Um, let's go to Harry, your thoughts on Jodie in the story and uh, her interaction with the classic doctors and then her regen into Mr. Tennant. Uh, well, it was definitely, I think, uh, one of Jodie's best performances as the doctor. Uh, I think, uh, you know, when she's being uh, sort of the less uh, kind of zany, the better, I think. When she's doing a really grounded kind of uh, performance as the character, uh, I really take to it. I think she does that exceptionally well. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, her interactions with the classic Doctors were, you know, they made me rather emotional. I think, well, uh, you know, they probably made a lot of us rather emotional. Uh, I think that... Um, yeah, it was just great to see them all uh, fabulous. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's all you could really say, really. I could go on all day about how fabulous <laughs> that was to see to see all of them lot back. Um, and her regeneration was, it, it was, it was stunning. Like, the shot, like, going out from uh, wherever she was standing, uh, it has a name, doesn't it? Like, where they sort of Controversial. filmed it on a yeah. green... Yeah, but, um, yeah, that shot was stunning. Like, you know, Segan's music as well. Like, you know, all that stuff, it was beautiful. And um, I, I love the optimistic tone of, of her final moments as well. It was, like Maria said, very fitting uh, for her incarnation. So, uh, yeah, she definitely went out on a high, uh, which is, um, yeah, uh, as, as the 13th Doctor would have said, brilliant. Brilliant. Right, cool. Good stuff. Okay, Matt, what did you think? Yeah, echoing everybody's thoughts, her performance was top-notch in this. Um, and I think I, I, when you had your uh, thoughts on the previous uh, review, when you reviewed The Power of the Doctor with you and Adam, um, I, I echo what you were saying, and I, I'm a little bit frustrated that it took this long to get the best writing for her 
because she was on fire. Um, and a little bit of exposition here and there, but it was done in a way where it wasn't constant. It wasn't 45 minutes of exposition. It was as and when needed. And then I think her actual performance, I, I've always thought she, she gives it her all, um, but she's let down a lot. But I don't think that was the case in this. I think it was it was stellar. Um, in regards to the classic doctors, I think, in a way, it was she was she was almost acted as if she was humbled by meeting them. And I think it probably bleeds through from being humbled, meeting the people that have been in her shoes prior as an actor. Um, I think it kind of made its way on the screen. Um, uh, I, I just think it was it was amazing. I could sit there and talk to you, like Harry said, for hours and days and weeks probably on how amazing that scene with the classic Doctors were. Um, that's what we should have had in the 50th. But I'm just glad, I, I'm not bitter about that, I'm just glad we've actually seen it now. Um, and if there was ever a time for a Paul McGann spin-off, I mean, wow. it's now. RTD, we know you listen, so take notes um <laughs> he, does. Yeah. he does and uh yeah i just i think the regeneration was beautiful it uh, it was such a refreshing change to have it outside of the tardis mm -hmm. and it, it it paved its way to have that beautiful shot not just um fire and explosions and poor old tardis getting a beat in just because the doctor's you know uh, regenerating it's it was yeah like i said it was refreshing um and that where they filmed that was well it was it was beautiful mm. um her last words i loved the fact that they changed that around um because i think that's really fitting um the tag you're it was just really fitting for her era whether you liked the jokey side a bit over the top sometimes but or not um it, it sums up her personality as a doctor Mm -hmm. brilliantly yes and uh, I, th I thought the, the whole they finally made the regeneration energy look really good yeah they I kind of really went back with didn't they to the old um, the big sort of orange fireworks that exploded out of somebody they kind of drifted away from that a little bit didn't they as we went into Capaldi and you know so yeah it was good to see that back the um, the, the Eccleston yeah. tenant kind of big regeneration energy that comes exploding so yeah I agree dude I was a little disappointed I, I to see uh, when, when, when Capaldi and, and uh, Smith turned into Capaldi um, that we didn't have it. So, yeah, it was lovely, like you say. Mm. Um, I, was just, I was just going to say, um, I, seeing her regeneration and having it outside the TARDIS was actually, you know, I think a really positive move uh, move as well because you know we've seen we've seen all of the those regenerations inside the TARDIS and I, I can't believe if that was green screened it was actually really well done because it it did look stunning actually um you know the way it was filmed so that was beautiful it was yeah 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 okay um we're coming up to the hour now so we're going to wrap this up before we close out though um, have you guys got any other thoughts or anything that we've missed that you wanted to to throw up there and and uh, mention that you liked or disliked about this one? And I want to also finish up with asking you guys, are you excited for what's coming for Doctor Who next year? So let's go to Harry. 
Uh, yes. Um, just to kind of summarise, I thought um, Power of the Doctor was... Um, it was an absolute treat, you know. Uh, I mean, other than kind of the first half an hour sort of taking a while to kind of get going and sort of be more interesting, uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, and, um, you know, all the fan service was... It didn't feel like it was for the sake of it. It felt like it was good in terms of kind of... It felt like I had a storytelling justification to it, you know? Uh, and, um, yeah, it, it, it was fab. It was really, really fab. And... Um, you know, the fact that we live in a world where David Tennant is the doctor again is, I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> it's uh, stuff stuff that dreams are made of. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited for next year. Um, I don't want to wish my life away, but uh, yeah, I can't wait for November next year. It's going to be it's going to be wicked. I think we're in for a good time. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Agreed. Yes. Um, Maria. What did you think? Anything else you want to mention about the episode? And are you looking forward to new Who that's coming round the corner? Um, yeah, I, I just want to say um, Power of the Doctor had lots of lovely moments that I really enjoyed. So there was things like, for instance, um, Ace jumping off the building and uh, landing in the TARDIS, which I thought was really well done. Um, obviously, there was Sasha Dewan um, dancing to Boney M, which I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, that just made me laugh so much. Um, I enjoyed seeing Vinder again. I mean, okay, he was... He, he probably wasn't needed, but, you know, he was, a, he was a bit of muscle that, you know, maybe the doctor needed at the time. So it was actually nice to see Vinder as well. So it felt like um, Chris Chibnall was kind of trying to tie everything up in a nice little bow. So, you know, he brought back um, some of the classic stuff that he probably enjoyed, um, you know, obviously crammed in as much as he could into this story but it actually worked for 90 minutes I thought um you know it actually worked as a story um you know and I watched it quite closely to try and find loads of criticisms but I couldn't really find that much I, I actually enjoyed it and it and I think um Matt said it earlier I, I think it's a real shame that it's only on the last story that you know Chris Chibnall has kind of given me what I wanted to see in Doctor Who and kind mm. of given me that kind of happiness that i wanted to wanted to find in the era but um yeah i'm really glad he's gone out on a high and the story was you know a really good story and i am looking forward to seeing what happens next year we've got a long time to wait but i'm looking forward to the three specials so um it'll be exciting to see what what comes with those and what what the second era of um, rtd is going to look like good good Okay, so positive so far. Lastly, Matt then, are you going to continue the positive train or is this a like, do you know what, I can't stand Russell T. Davis and I, I'm just not looking forward to this at all. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah no, that's that's the final episode I'm ever going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm beyond excited for what uh, that genius is going to bring to... Uh, Doctor Who and beyond with all this all, all this news that's coming our way of all these different um, avenues that he's taking the show uh, it's it's a brilliant amazing time to be uh, a Doctor Who fan and mm -hmm. I think we've got some really really good times ahead um, going back to the story uh, I just wanted to add that I think the the direction for this was 
stunning. The whole the episode as a whole looked amazing. Um, especially that scene when Yaz and Thirteen um, are on top of the TARDIS with the ice creams. Oh that yeah, was, that's lovely. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, you just you, you can't fault that at all. It it was beautiful, and um, I think as Maria said, it was nice to see Vinda back. Um, I think he's a he's a character that we we don't really get to know a lot in Flux. He's there a lot in Flux, but we don't get to know him at all, really. Um, same here. I think he was an he was an obvious replacement for uh, Captain Jack, in my opinion. Um, but I didn't mind it because I like Vinder a lot, and uh, I think you know he, he added to the story with the especially when he wasn't afraid to shoot the master. Um, when it came to the fact that the master thought he you know he had his one last ditch effort that he could over overcome Vinder and still win. Um, and Vinda's just having none of it. But I don't think maybe Yaz maybe would have been able to because she knew that the Doctor was still in there. Whereas Vinda, you give that opportunity to be able to just think, no, you know what, I'll do it. Um, and he did. Uh, so apart from that, I, I think I just I just love the episode. I, at the end of when it finished, um, and I don't have this, I haven't had this in years with Doctor Who, but um, unfortunately, but... When the credits rolled and after that amazing trailer, I just sat there for two or three minutes, just sort of staring into space. And I was kind of a bit fuzzy because I just, all of this has happened. And I was, uh, I just thought, wow, that was amazing. That was uh, an hour and a half of amazingness, <laughs> if that's a word. Um, and I, I just, that doesn't happen at all anymore, uh, for me anyway. Um, I'm sure it does for lots of people, but it was just lovely to feel like that again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, certainly fair, fair dues on that one, buddy. I think a lot of people um, who had drifted away slightly from the show throughout Jodie's era who watched the finale felt like that. They felt like this was just an absolute cracker of an hour and a half's worth of who and yeah it did feel you it did feel at the end like you were you just watched some amazing who so mission accomplished i guess even if it's you know not in the negative but you know it's uh, a bit late from chibbers to be bringing the goods so to speak but you know maybe it'll, maybe it'll age nicely like some of the older stuff with who and you know in 10 20 years time We'll look back on Jodie's ear and be like, actually, yeah, some of those stories are pretty sweet. And maybe, who knows? Okay, so before we roll the final music, the end music, very quickly, scores out of 10, Maria. Uh, crikey. Um, I don't know. Um, eight and a half out of 10. Eight and a half. Lovely. Harry. Oh, I don't know. Um, I can't say I thought about it. Um, I don't think it was quite a 10 out of 10. Uh, so let's give it a 9. It a was nine. great. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Matt. I was fully expecting to say, you know what, 10 out of 10. I loved every second. But a point Mark raised about Yaz's exit, I didn't think about that before. But it, it struck a chord with me. And I'm, I'm not... I think it, it can go down to a 9.5 for me for that. Uh, shaving a bit off. I'll read you. 
Okay, on that note then, so I think the average from you guys, I think Mark gave us a 10 out of 10 earlier when he was uh, giving us his thoughts on some stuff. So I think the average score from you lot is probably a 9. I think on that bombshell, let's roll, let's roll the creds. because we decided to do the drunk giraffe. I don't know where that came from, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, some epic dance moves on display here, listener, that you can't see, unfortunately. You might have to, might have to live stream this one day and you can we show them the your dance moves. Yeah, cutting some shapes here on the Big Blue Box. So that's going to wrap for the November roundtable. Thank you so much, peeps, for joining me and uh, giving us your thoughts on the power of the Doctor and uh, it's been very cool to get your insight and your thoughts into that stuff because you've all got such big brains all such amazing minds where it concerns Doctor Who so thank you so much and thank you to Mark who's not here with us at the moment he had to shoot off a thank you as always dude for your thoughts too Uh, I think on the next one we'll have Jordan as well hopefully Uh, and uh, we'll do all that stuff so until um, the next round table which hopefully won't be as long this time uh, as this one the gap between this one Let's finish with a good old Alonzi, shall we? Right, let's do it. Hey. Oh.